You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Good morning, everyone. Um, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Well, what I'm going to share this morning, I hope, is going to do just that. It's going to cause God to be magnified in your life, in your circumstances. It's going to cause His glory to to come forth and be seen. It's going to cause a, a grace to be released this morning, something that you knew you can access. Amen. I think let's start. I'm sharing on something very simple this morning. I don't think it's... <coughs> excuse me, I don't know. Hopefully my voice will come back by the some point in the sermon. I don't even know where it's gone, but hopefully it'll come back. So... Uh, that's, yeah, thank you. In fact, it's back in Jesus' name. So it's back already. Um, yeah, we're looking at Romans eight, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 this morning. Very well-known passage of Scripture. Um, but I'd just like to share something which is on my heart concerning the Scripture and concerning, I think, oh, how we can apply it, how we can walk it out. Um, because I believe there's power in the Word. Power in the Word of God. Amen. There's power in, in every single scripture. And um, like Pastor Eric has mentioned so many times before, there's, there's generations worth of knowledge in any one scripture. You know, there's enough content in any scripture to be able for generations to unpack it. Not just one, but generations. That's how much there is in one scripture. So I believe there's always more that we can access. You know, there's always more than we can, than we can receive. And as simple as some scriptures might be, I believe that if we apply them properly, we'll see the results that we're supposed to. It's as simple as that. Amen. Okay, let's have a look. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. I won't go into the context. Um, you can read that, but let's, let's read the scripture. <coughs> and we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God... To those who are called according to his purpose. And we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. Now obviously the, there, are a couple of, there are a couple of interesting things here. Um, number one is the context that the scripture is spoken into is the context of prayer. Um, number two is that if you look towards the end, this scripture applies to who? To those who love God. So your attitude towards God is obviously important, you know, in the application, in the, in the benefits or the receiving of the results of the scripture. And number three, to those who are called according to his purpose. So if you're walking in the will of God, what God wants you to do, you know, God has said this to you, and if you're walking in it, then this can be your reality. So those are, I guess, three basic principles. But now here's what really blows my mind, and this is what excites me. Look at this. <coughs> and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. We know that all things work together for good. And just for me, what really blows my mind is if you just stand and think about that for a little bit. And we know that all things work together for good. Everything I mean, just, just think about that. I mean, think about what the scripture is saying. Think about what it's promising. Just for one second, think about it. It's saying that all things 
or worked. Just can that, can that just think for sink for a little bit? All things. There's nothing that's excluded. Okay, well, yeah, I, I don't want to get off. So there's nothing that's excluded. It's true. I just don't want to get off track. So all things work together for good. I mean, that's a, that's a very, very powerful statement. I don't know if you ever stopped to think about it. It's a very powerful statement. It's promising no matter what you go through. And this is what excites me and blows my mind. No matter what you go through, no matter what you experience, it'll work for your good. That's what it's saying. It doesn't matter what you experience. It doesn't matter what you, what, what you connect with, what you, what you take hold of, good or bad. It'll, work for, it'll actually work something for you. It'll do something good in your life. I don't know about you, but for me, that, that, kind of, that, that blows my mind. That's quite powerful. Because number one, it's quite exciting. It means that no matter, you know, it'll work for my good. No matter what it is. No matter how terrible, no matter how awful it makes me feel. No matter how it affects my emotions. No matter how it affects my circumstances. No matter how much it hurts. You know, no matter how awful it might be. It'll work for my good. The other thing which I think is very exciting is the fact that where else can you find this? Where else can you, outside of, outside of walking with God, if you're not walking with God... You can't get close to anything even close. There's no way. There's no way that everything will work together for your good all the time. It's not possible. Because this is a, it's a promise. God is, as the Bible says, he's watching over his word to perform it. He's saying, listen, you know what? Here's a promise. But more than that, this promise can only be made, can only come true by me. There's no other way. Because naturally speaking, it can't work like that. You go outside of God, you cannot have this. It's not possible. It is not po- in this world that we live in and with everything that goes, it is not possible to experience this outside of God. It, it, there's no set of circumstance or probability that will cause you to end up here. Maybe every now and again, some things will work out for good. But on a consistent, every single circumstance, it's not possible. And that's why, amen? And that's why the scripture excites me so much. I just, the more I think about it, all things will work together for your good. Any single thing you step into, any single thing you'll experience, any single thing you find yourself in, anything, 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 how terrible, how awful, how big, how seemingly outside of your control, how seemingly outside of what you're able to deal with or cope with, it'll work for your good. I mean, have you ever heard of such a thing? I mean, for me, it's mind-blowing. Have you, I mean, when you just stop to think about it for a bit, I know, we've, you know, it's probably one of the first scriptures next to John 3.16 that we learned, you know, just after we got saved. But, you know, just have we considered it deeply? Because, I mean, it's, the implications are quite substantial. So that means also there's a, yeah, okay, we'll get there, but there's an enforcing aspect which you have to do as well. So we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God, to those who are called according to His will. We know that all things work together for good. Anything you experience. In fact, there's no... So that should give you encouragement. Anytime you're in a situation, you should be thinking of this. And we'll, we'll get there. You know, how do you apply this? How do you enforce this? We'll look at that. But any situation you're in, you should be thinking, this will work for my... The Scripture promises this will work for my good. This can bring about something good. In other words, whatever I'm facing... Is not, a, is not a dead thing. It's not an over. It's not done. It's not finished. I am not finished. You know, this isn't the end of the road. No matter what you are facing, no matter what it is, 
because the scripture is always true. No matter what it is, this, it, it will work for your good. So if, if anything, we should take encouragement out of this and say, you know what? Something good can come out of this. And that's what I was saying this morning. Trusting God that he, you're going to you know, receive something that you can go and apply and see God arising. No matter where. Because when, when something happens in a situation which is past what you can do, or, or you think you don't have any, the capacity to deal with it, and then it works out in a good way, and God does something, God gets all the glory. It's only God you can glorify. Yeah, okay. So I think, it's, I think it's something great that we've got, which, as I say, there's no other way. No one else can walk in it or experience it. So, <clears throat> so how, does this, how do we walk this out practically? Well, if you think about something like, um, I think it's Matthew, Matthew 7, 24 to 25, says, the wise man built his house on the rock. Again, very basic scripture, we know this. And it says the wind came, the floods, uh, the, floods, the floods rose, and the rain came down. And obviously the house wasn't moved because it was built on the rock. So that's, I mean, that's what the story says. And we even heard that we know the song from Sunday school. Manewa, I'm sure, can, can tell it to us. So I'm sure she can tell it to us very well. But here's the thing. <clears throat> so what I'm trying to say is this scripture needs to be applied in that sort of a situation. Amen? So when it seems like literally the flood is coming, your house is being drenched, it's being sunk, your house is underwater, even maybe, you know, it's, it's, you're still breathing if the water level's here. It's uncomfortable, but if it's over here at neck level, you're still breathing. But once it starts to get over your head, or you know what, once you start to feel it is over your head, because if you're walking with God, it's never actually over your head. It's not possible for you to drown. It's actually not possible. The Bible tells us that nothing can snatch us out of his hand. And there's nothing, there's nothing strong enough to be able to, you know, get into God's hand and, I guess, deal with it. It's not possible. I mean, this is the hand of God, you know, the very hand that shakes nations. I mean, it can shake, you know, anyway, the finger of God can shake the entire world. So, you, it's applying the scripture when you're feeling like the flood is coming and you're being hit with, a, with big flood water that's busy sinking you. When you feel like rain is coming and it's not stopping and the water level is starting to rise, that's when you need to apply this. When you feel like things are happening and you've got no control over them, this is what you need to focus on. Shifting your mind from the circumstance and focusing on this and saying, God, this is what your word says. This is what we've been saying for I don't know how many weeks. This is meditation. This is also faith. So the faith that preserves, this is it. This is, the, that, this, this is that thing, you know. And when you talk about meditation, this is also the exact same thing. We've heard about how much power is released through meditation. Amen? This is meditation, meditating on the right thing, focusing, zooming in, focusing on the right thing, not on, I guess, what you're experiencing, what your emotions are telling you. So, and even when the wind is coming and it feels like it's going to blow you over, it's focusing on the scripture. It's prioritizing the scripture. It's saying, God, in this scripture, you will work to the good. I know you will work to the good. I know you will bring a turnaround. And I know you will bring about a change. But you see, <clears throat> that's what we need to do. It's not just going to happen. 
Let me say that again. It's not just going to happen. If it, and this is where, if it was just going to happen, I guess we'd be seeing it all the time. I guess we'd be seeing it a lot more in our lives. This promise is in every situation, something, God will work something good out of it. Every single situation, no matter how big, no matter how small, every single last situation will produce something good. And as I say, I don't know who else can do that other than God. If we're not seeing that, it means probably there's a little bit more we need to be doing on our side. A little bit more effort. So that's what I'm saying. That's where it comes. That's where the enforcing aspect comes. You're in a situation. So now what do you do? You enforce the scripture. You say, Father, this is what your word has said. This is what it's promised me. This is, and you enforce. You say, no, no, no. This situation will line up. Something good will come out of this situation. That, amen? That's what you need to do. As a king, as someone who rules, as someone who has authority, you need to say, this is what's going to happen. Out of this situation, something good is going to come out of it. Out of this situation, I'm going to see good things. I don't, see how t- I don't care how terrible it is. I don't care how awful it is, how far the water level seems to be above my head. It's irrelevant. Something good is going to come out of this situation. That's a, Amen. And going back to it, it just blows my mind. This is true for every single situation. That's what I'm saying. One scripture, there's so much inside it. This can apply. For me, thinking about it, it applies across the board. It applies for everything. If, if, I believe if, if one can take hold of it and really start applying it, that's what I'm saying. you'll see the glory of God. Because only God can do this in any situation. There's no one else who can do that. It's not possible. You'll see the power of God. You'll, see, you'll have testimonies and, turn, and you'll see turnarounds like you've never experienced before. Just through one simple scripture. Taking time to focus on it. But we have to, we've got it. There's an effort we need to put in. Number one, as a king enforcing, listen, this is what the scripture says. And number two, making that effort to focus your mind. And this is where the challenge comes, I think. This is where the... I guess where the, where the difference is. Actually focusing our mind on what the scripture says. Taking it off your situation. Focusing on what the situations, on what the scripture says, not on what the situation is telling you. Amen? Isn't that the challenge? That's the challenge. I mean, that's, that's the area we have to... Okay, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I know for myself, that's the area I've got to perfect. That's the area I've got to do better in. When, when, you know, you're seeing flames or you're feeling like they're flames, you know, wind, rain, flood, you know, it's all happening at the same time. There's a house, the house might not even be creaking. You might just be thinking it's creaking. You know, it's kind of like swaying a little bit. That's because it's swaying. It doesn't even mean if it's built to sway, well, then, you know, it's not in a, it's not in a bad situation. Then, then you're okay. It's now taking your, and that's the challenge, is consciously and disciplinedly taking your mind off and saying, God, Something good. Something good. Not even will has to come out of this situation because your word cannot be broken. That's where the challenge comes in. It's you enforcing it and then you in from a, in a disciplined way saying, God, this is what I will experience. And that, and that takes effort. So <clears throat> this applies, as I said, in every area. It applies in where else? It, it applies in, if I think about, another example is obviously um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the, in the fiery furnace in, ba- in Babylon. You know, it's, 
I think it's um, Daniel 3.25 where Nebuchadnezzar says, look, there's a f- we only threw three in, but now we're seeing four. When there's fire and you're feeling like, you know what, there's, 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 I don't, yeah, there's fire and there's a lot of fire, it's a God, you will work to the good in this situation. That's what makes you different. That's what makes you distinct. That's what causes you to stand out among the people around you and even your life as a believer to stand out. In the, uh, this is maybe where the rubber hits the road, but this is where the challenge is. God, I'm in the midst of fire, literally. They were in fire. They weren't like, it, you know, it wasn't even spiritual fire. They were in the midst of fire. It was, it was, it was there. Like, it was real. You know, the, guy, the people putting them in the fire, um, they, got, they got killed. Not even just burnt. They got killed trying to put them into the fire because the thing was so... So they couldn't get close, but now these guys... So this thing was hot. But you know what? Here's the reality. It's in the midst of that. It's saying, God, you will work to the good in this situation. Now that's the challenge. That's Christianity. That's what we believe. That's what we need to walk in. And that's how we need to just take one promise out of, I don't know, people, have, people often say there's over 30 or 32,000 promises in the Bible. That's just promises. That's not even scriptures. That's not taking principles and applying them. That's just taking something that is just a promise. It's not even saying, wow, Elijah did this, you know, by faith I can appropriate it. It's not even, it's just taking the thing that it's very clear it's a promise and applying it. There's over 32,000 of them. This is just taking one and applying it and seeing what we can, what we can experience. And walk. So when there's fire and it's so hot, you feel like, you know what, you are either you go, you're busy getting cooked or you're about to get cooked. You know, it's so hot, it's uncomfortable. And you are, I don't know, everything inside you is screaming. And you feel like, I can't do this. It's too much. That's the time you have to say, God, I'm taking the scripture. Amen? That's the time you have to say, this thing works. This thing is true. This is, this is what your word says. God, and we know that all things work together for good. I mean, just the more you think about it, the more that scripture blows my mind. How can, Only God, in something like that, he still, it works to the good. That's what you have to do in the most difficult, the, the, the most uncomfortable, the most awful, the most hard, difficult situation you're in. You take hold, you look to that scripture, you take hold and say, God, I'm focusing on this. And I'm going to enforce this until I see it. I will not be moved. I will not be shifted. I will not be shaken. I, if, you've, if you received Christ, you are like that house on the rock. See that? Let me just digress for a little bit. You are like that. That's the thing. Now the enemy is going to tell you you're not. He's going to whisper things in your ear and say, "Oh no, you're falling. You're sinking. You." No, no, no. You are like that house. Even if it seems like the house is moving, even if it seems like the foundation is cracking, even if it seems like there's no rock, you are that house. That's how. That's what you are. That's who you are. By definition of being in Christ, you are on that rock and you cannot be moved. Amen? And that's how we have to start living and walking. That's the only way to deal with trials. They're going to come. They're going to come. And they will be uncomfortable. We need to have a plan of how to deal with them. And one of them is God. This scripture, I'm taking this to heart. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to run with it. 
Amen. So, <clears throat> if you read a book called The Final Quest by Rick Joyner, um, he so it's, it's quite a, it's quite an incredible book. So if you haven't read it, you should you should read it. If you speak to Pastor Eric, he'll recommend it to you. Um, it's 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 just incredible. It opens up your eyes to a whole lot of things. How things work. How things really function. I mean, if some of you have read it, you'll know. It's just it's a it's a a massive eye opener to this world and how things how things really operate. You know, you think it's like this, but there's a lot more going on, and even simple things you don't realize the the dynamics of of something. So anyway, so what? But a large part of the book is him ascending this mountain. So there's this mountain which he ascends, and. <coughs> And then obviously it's speaking of, you know, growth and maturity. And, you know, the, the higher up you get, that's obviously got an, got an application in your, in um, where you are as a believer, you know, what you, what you walk, the sort of the level you're at, if I can put it like that, in your growth and in your maturity. So <coughs> there's one point where he says it gets, it gets very slippery. Like he's climbing this mountain and, you know, like it's, it's, it's almost like if you think of, if you think of, um, for those of you, I mean, yeah, I don't think, I'm trying to think of, I'm from Cape Town, so we've got some mountains, but not really any that sort of apply like this. So if, and if you've ever, if you've ever gone up any mountains, which sort of aren't like, as I say, the tourist ones, which kind of have a, have a path, which is, you know, from, from here to there, you're kind of going up the mountain and, you know, you can run up the thing, you know, it's so, it's, it's, it's so wide. So, and really falling off there, you yeah, you'd really have to not be concentrating. It's difficult. But there's some which are, you know, like the path is small and it's, you know, there might be a rope or something you have to pull and it's not really recommended. You do it by yourself. And there might be some safety things you might even need to do just to be able to scale this particular mountain. Now, <clears throat> so imagine if all that safety stuff was taken away and now, and it's raining at the same time, so it's wet. So all this water's coming down a mountain like that. Let's even say there's no vegetation. It's almost like just a bare cliff face. You know, and you know what it's like when rock gets wet, it's often, often very slippery. So now, that's the kind of picture I want you to have in your head because when, when he talks about that, this particular principle, he's in that sort of situation. You know, there's no rain coming down, but basically the mountain's very slippery for whatever reason. It doesn't matter the reason, but it's very slippery. So it's very difficult to climb. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. So what does he do? He's learned a little bit about, you know, learned, because, you know, it's, this is all taking place. It's almost like one entire lifetime or a whole series of growth and is taking place within just a couple of pages but this can take years so anyway he started to learn about the word and the application of the word and all of that so so what he sees is when he when he's got the word with him the word is like a sword okay so the word and we know from the bible that the word is a sword so what he does what he needs to do in order to in order to continue because i mean he knows he's got to get to the top of the mountain there he knows and there's no other way to get there other than to keep climbing but now it's got to a point where naturally and here's a, here's the clincher as well naturally he can't continue from a natural standpoint uh, him as a person he doesn't have i guess the tools or the equipment to continue so what does he do he just he's like well this is the most logical thing and uh, you understand the application so he starts to do it. he takes he takes the um the sword and he actually digs it into the rock he takes the sword and he digs it into the rock, and that's how he stays on the mountain and is able to not slip and fall and, you know, go, I guess, go down, but able to keep going up. So he takes the word, 
He jams that in the, he, he, he puts, pushes that into the rock and that's what anchors him. That's what stops him from falling, from moving, and that allows him to progress. And I mean, I think that even as application in what we're talking about today, he gets to a point where he can't actually continue. It's not possible unless he, he almost lives the word in a certain way. Amen? I don't know about you, but that's an eye-opener for me. Unless he lives the, lives the word in a certain way, he can't continue. He gets to a point, and it's, like, it's almost like a ceiling. And it's like, okay, well, this is as far as my, you know, do you want your Christian walk to stop here or do you want it to progress? Because if, you're gonna, if it's going to progress, there's an application that, we, that, you, that he has to start doing and there's no other way to go forward. And that's like the word. That's kind of what we're talking about this morning. When you're in the fire, it's saying, you know what? I've got my, I'm anchoring this thing here. I will not be moved. I will not be consumed. I won't be shaken. And I will see something good out of the situation. Why? Not even because I'm good, but because that's what the word promises. God came to me. Jesus died for me. And he said, you know what? I'm making a covenant with you. Amen? He said, I'm making a covenant with you. And this covenant is the, con is everything included in this book is part of that covenant. He came to us said, said, and said, we, Ryan, you have a problem. I'm here to fix it. And by the way, you know, this agreement all the pages of this book belong to you. So it's something that was given to me, not because of my goodness. So I might as well apply it to the fullness I can. Amen? Okay. And the, <clears throat> the last example I think I want, to, I want to make. Oh, that's a simple one. It's Psalm 91 verse, is it 8 or 9? I'm trying to remember. I think it's Psalm 91 verse 7. <clears throat> David says, A thousand may fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand. But what, did he, but what does he say? He's like, no, no, he's standing on the word. But it won't come near me. It won't come. Just picture that situation. Imagine you were in that situation. I know we've got the scripture, so it makes it a bit easier. But if you were actually in that situation, 10, I mean, think of it, you know, just even if you have 10, 10 grand, you have 10,000 rand. You know, that's, I mean, that's a nice amount of money. I mean, you could do something with that. So, you know, you could, you could go and do something. You maybe couldn't, you maybe couldn't go to, couldn't go to Mauritius for, for six months. But I mean, you know, you could at least do something. You know, you wouldn't be, yeah, you could, you could do something. But now think of, so 10,000 rand is, you know, you put that into dollars and it just takes up to a whole nother level. Put into pounds and, you know, you're continuing, to, or euros, you're continuing to move. But here's the thing. Now imagine that many people. So, you know, a thousand-seater auditorium for a church is quite big. You've got 10,000 people in one place. That's a lot of people. You know, that's a, that's, I mean, if the preacher's preaching, he's just, there's a sea of people, and you're just kind of there at the back. You kind of think that's the back of the church. You know, you can't even see the back. It's just because the wall starts. So you can kind of know that that's the back. So 10,000, imagine if 10,000 people, you're one person. Now, if you're talking like a mathematician, you're talking probability. You're, ten, you're one person. 10,000 people die next to you. Think about how that, I don't know, I mean, how that would, 10,000 people, like this massive sea of people, and maybe it happens once, and all in the space of a second. Then it's probably easier, isn't it? Then it's easier because then you're like, oh, okay, I remember that scripture, and you kind of just, you move on. I would find it easier. But now if they start dropping dead one at a time, over a period of time, over a period of years, I, I don't know about you, but that's, that's a lot more difficult for me to deal with. 
Okay, or maybe it's just me. But as I say, if 10,000, they just cleared in one go, just suddenly something awful happened. For me, it'll be a little bit easier to, to, to swallow. But now, this constantly happens. These people are constantly dying around me all the time, you know? And it's, it's getting to, I think even after it got to seven, you know, probably we'd start to shake a little bit. You know, forget, forget, forget 150, forget 1,000. Once seven people have died around you, you start to think, Lord, you know what? How, how, how far? You know, how, how long? Are we going to, you know, are we going to be, you know, are we going to, you know, be face to face in the way that I don't want it, you know, very, very soon, you know, not in, the, not in the way I'm trusting you for. That's just seven. Imagine 10,000 people over a period of time. I guess the, the, and the thing is, will we still be standing? Will we still be, that's the question. Will we take the word, will, will we take that word and dig it into the rock? Will we not be moved by that situation because of what the word says? 10,000 people. And then once you think you've got over that, another thousand fall on your other side. You know, you thought you kind of got through this challenge. Another thing, you know, so, you know, you dealt with it on your right. And now, you know, something comes up on the other side. And you're thinking, have I not just sorted this out? And now something else comes up. So what are you doing? You're still standing because the word is still true. So maybe you got victory over the 10,000 incident, but now the thousand incident is coming up. Yeah, it's less than what it was before, but it's still a challenge. So what do you do? You engage it. Because the word is always true. Amen? You stand, you hold, and you say, God, from 10,000 people dying on one, just on my, around me, you will bring something good out of this for my life. Lord, because of 1,000 people dying around me, you will bring something good out of this. Amen? That's how we need to stand, and that's how we need to operate. God works for the good in all things, for those who love him, for those who are called according to his purpose. So... <coughs> Okay. God works to the good in all things. That's the mindset we need to have. That's the mindset we need to carry. As I said, we need to enforce that in every situation, no matter what we're facing. <coughs> Excuse me. No matter what we're seeing, no matter what no matter what is ahead of us. And and I think another another important principle, something else that's important is <clears throat> we've got to we've got to start being we need to be more aware of the of the spiritual than the natural amen we've got to be more aware of the spiritual than the natural or you could say more aware of what god is saying than what i'm experiencing and i think it even extends to a point of whether things are going well or badly or let me say badly or well you still focus on the word so not getting, you know, sometimes something can, a small thing can happen that's, that's good and maybe that'll get you off track because you're kind of focusing on something and you're focusing, you're standing, it's just challenging all the time. Something good comes up and you think, ah, you know, now it's sorted. Now the situation has changed and you start focusing on that and then, you know, that thing sort of maybe runs its course or it doesn't produce what you thought it was going to produce and, you know, then you just, you find you kind of crushed 10 meters down the road. Does that make sense? So it's staying focused the whole time. Whether good things or bad things are happening, it's irrelevant. It's saying, God, this is what your word says. Um, Romans, chapter, <clears throat> Romans chapter 4, verse 13. Maybe you can put it up on the screen quickly. It says, it's the scripture we know about Abraham being heir of the world. For the promise that, that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham 
or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So for the promise that he would be heir of the world, Abraham would, so Abraham's heir of the world. So in other words, what that also means is, <clears throat> for God, we're looking at Romans 8.28, which says, for all, in all things, well, and we know that all things work together for good. For those who, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So what that also means, if we link it with the scriptures, even if God has to get every single situation in the world to line up in order for this, for you to receive what you're supposed to, then he will do that. Every single thing. Even if he has to work on a global scale, to get, things to, ch- to get things to change so that the scripture can, be, can become a reality in your life, then he will do that. That's how powerful it is. Then that's who God is. Even if he has to affect a global orchestration of circumstances so that the, this promise will be, will be seen in your life and a reality, then he'll do it. That's who God is. That's what we experience. That's what we should be experiencing. And that's what, we should, that's what we experience when we say, God, this is what your word says. I'm going to enforce that in this situation. As I walk, as I stand, as I, con- as I face situations on a daily basis, I'm going to say, you work to the good. That these circumstances are working to the good. And that we know that all things work to the good. That's what I'm going to say. God, I'm going to, I'm going to face every situation. I'm going to engage every situation on this basis from now on. And this is what I'm going to see. Amen. And in, I guess in closing, <coughs> excuse me, this is where I believe we'll end up. Glory, majesty, and I guess you can say wonderful things, or glory, majesty, I guess you can even say riches and honor. But this is the result of taking the step, I believe. This is where we will end up. We'll end up in glory, we'll end up in majesty, we'll end up in experiencing wonderful things. So if you take a, why do I say that? Because a scripture like Jeremiah 29, 11, if you look at the, the, the New International Version, um, we know it. Again, it's not a, it's not a, a yeah, one secret, you know, one of those we're pulling out from somewhere. Everyone knows it. Um, and, then, and we know it so well that when you have to suddenly quote it on the spot, your mind goes blank. So let's just hope that, okay, at least Bella's with us. So I, my, my, I have departed from somewhere, but at least she's here. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So God has plans to prosper you. In every, in every situation. So if we link it, so looking at Romans 8.28, when God wants to work it to the good, bring about something, orchestrate circumstances, or brings out something good, He's going in the direction of prosperity. That's what I'm trying to say. It's something good, not just, ah, you know, it'll be good, it'll be, you know, it'll make, it'll be kind of okay, and then, you know, you know, you know some of those situations where y- when you see it, ah, that was nice, but, you know, whether it happens again or not, it doesn't really move you. Like, it was, it's better than being a bad situation, but it, it wasn't amazing. I don't believe that's what God's saying. When he talks about working for the good, I believe it's glorious, I believe it's wonderful, and I believe it's majestic. I believe that that's what he wants to bring out of every situation. And I believe that is, that is, 
that is our that is our destination let me say it like that that is our as we apply this scripture as we walk in it in every single situation everyone i believe our destination is glory is majesty is riches is wonderful things that's our destination in every situation we face in every situation we find ourselves in in every situation we stand in glory riches wonderful things that is our destination excuse me but what do we have to do we have to enforce that amen we have to enforce that we have to stand we have to say this is what the bible says we have to say i will experience this i will stand in this i will not be moved i will not be shaken this is what i will experience we have to stand our ground and re refuse to be moved we've got to shift our mindsets and say god even though I'm feeling like this, I'm in the midst of fire, it doesn't matter. I'm going to consciously place my mind on you, place my mind on the scripture. I'm going to zoom in on that. I'm going to focus and I'm going to refuse to be moved. Almost like taking hold of it with your teeth, you know, and refusing to be moved. That's what I'm going to do until I see riches, honor, glory, majesty. Until I see that. I believe that. Amen? <clears throat> I believe just out of this one scripture, and this obviously goes for, for all scripture and walking with God, but just out of this one scripture, I believe that is our destination. I really believe that is our destination. God has given us the tools we need. It's up to us to apply it. Amen. So glory, honor, majesty, riches, wonderful things, whatever you whatever you want to put there. That is our destination. That's where we'll end up. And it's, that's why I believe it's so strong in my heart today because it's, it's something that, you know, we've known probably almost forever. It's a scripture we always think about. It pops into our head. But now what I want to say to each one of us is let's go and drive this thing home. Really, like, enforce it in our situations for all we've got in a way which we've never done before. Let's approach our situations in a way that we've never done before. Amen? And I believe the result will be, there'll be testimonies more than we've had before. The result really will be glorious. The result will be magnificent. We're going to see God arising. If he, if, he, if, he, if he positions himself over his word to fulfill it, then obviously once, you know, the more we, we, we prioritize and press into his word, the more we're going to see God coming down. That's the truth. <coughs> Let's pray. Father, we bless you. <coughs> We magnify you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Father, we lift you up and we honor you. We bless you. You're our king. You're our God. You're the Lord of our lives, Lord God. We magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. We exalt you, Lord God. Be exalted in our lives, Lord God. Be exalted in our circumstances. Be exalted in our circumstances. Be exalted in our circumstances. Arise in our circumstances. Arise in our circumstances. Arise in our circumstances. Arise in our circumstances. Show yourself mighty in the name of Jesus. Break out. Show yourself glorious. Show yourself glorious. Show yourself glorious in our situations in the name of Jesus. Father, show what you can do. Show who you are. Show forth your glory. Show forth your majesty. Show forth how wonderful you are. Show forth how magnificent you are. My God, my God, show forth how awesome you are. Show forth how magnificent you are. <clears throat> Father, we bless you. Father, we magnify you. Father, we lift you up. 
Father, we put our hope in you. We place our lives into you. Our trust is in you, Lord God, to show yourself mighty and to show yourself glorious. Our trust is in you, Father God. We prioritize your word. We focus on your word. We press into your word. We press into, by pressing into your word, we press into you, Lord God, what you've got for us and what you have planned for us. Father, we magnify you. Father, we love you. Father, we lift you up. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Father, thank you for a turnaround in our situations. In the name of Jesus, thank you for a turnaround in our situations. My God, show yourself mighty. God, show yourself glorious and show yourself wonderful. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Lord God, thank you for arising, Lord God. Arising over our lives. Arising over our circumstances. Showing us, Lord God, what step we need to take and even how we need to take it. Father God, thank you for showing us your goodness. Thank you for showing us your glory. Father, we magnify and we bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.